0: And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Traffic Secrets. And this is really, really an exciting episode today. Russell Brunson is... The author of Traffic Secrets, and this is his new book, and he's uh, in a trilogy, really also a workbook, and uh, I'm super excited. I got my copy right away, and I've already started digging in. So, who is this book for? Why am I so excited to be sharing this with you? If you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, a uh, full-time investor, active investor, I know I've got a lot of active investors that listen in here, and if you are somebody who's maybe considering becoming a business owner, an entrepreneur, or if you have a side hustle, or you're thinking about having a side hustle, you're an entrepreneur, or a want-to-be, a want entrepreneur, then this could be perfect for you. Now, as I'm recording this particular episode, uh, just to give you some context, you know, if you've been listening to my show for a while, you know I try to just share what's going on in my life, and how that could possibly help you with wherever you're at, with whatever you're doing. And this particular episode is a cash flow episode because if you have a business or you want to have a business, then there are you need customers, right? You need people to buy your product or service, and understanding how to find those people and bring them to you is what marketing is all about. And I'm very fortunate that I stumbled upon that importance. I understood, uh, learned the real importance and value of marketing um, many years ago when I was uh, an entrepreneur as a real estate agent. When I got my license in 2005, I was uh, self-employed, but I had really learned it before, even before then as a a self-employed entrepreneur putting up flyers uh, to, you know, sell, to, to get students or, you know, these kind of things. So, I was fortunate that I learned the importance of marketing early on and have studied direct response marketing for a number of years and uh, really been fortunate to meet some phenomenally smart um, local entrepreneurs here in San Diego. Henry Evans, who hosted uh, entrepreneur marketing meetings, where I met all sorts of other amazing entrepreneurs and really sharp marketers, and uh, Joe Fear and Matt Wolf are a couple guys that have um, Omari Broussard, a longtime buddy of mine, and so many other folks that I you know I can't even think of off the top of my head. But one, this person, Russell Brunson, uh, I've had the good fortune to read his books and used ClickFunnels and really saw how amazing that product is in helping somebody get their website online very quickly get their web presence built very quickly and very specifically with lead funnels sales funnels uh, membership funnels and i want to be perfectly upfront and honest too Um, i currently do not use click funnels but that's just because of my business model and the way my business evolved and so I feel very good about being able to share what it does and what other products by Russell and his team have done for me because I continue. I'm, I'm even wearing a Funnel Hacker shirt as I record this. but. Um, because I, I just believe in what he's doing so much and I'm such a fan and really appreciate what he's done for so many people. It's so inspiring and cool and I want to support it. And so and that's why I want to do this episode is to share what he's doing and how it might be able to help you if you're out there hustling and wanting to make this happen. And so you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash traffic secrets. All one word, uh, findyourflow.com forward slash Traffic Secrets, to get information about his book, Traffic Secrets, and the other really cool things that go along with it. If you're looking for customers, how do you do that, How, do, especially with things changing? In the current, right now I'm recording this, it's the middle of the night, and we. I live in La Mesa, California, as it turns out. I don't know if you've heard of this place before or not. I know I haven't, folks that listen from all over the world, uh, unfortunately, a very an incident happened <clears throat> that was on video, and uh, with tensions high here in the U.S., um, there was uh, rioting and looting in our um, in our little city here. And uh, it happened to be last night. Uh, my wife and I were out to dinner. We were down the street. We knew there's some peaceful protesting going on, uh, you know, a couple blocks away, and weren't too concerned. But you know, as we were leaving, I, was, my spidey senses were kicking in. and I was getting the heightened sense that uh, something was going down. And we were driving, and I said, uh, "You know, roll up your windows, roll up your windows." I something's going on, and I and all of a sudden I started feeling the burn on my eyes and uh, in my tongue, and I could tell that there was tear gas in the air. And uh, we got out of there and uh, got home and saw that yeah, they had just done tear gas at the at our local police station. And um, oh, and I just got a little beep, oh goodness, and they're losing oh, shiza. Sorry, sorry, I don't like to... Okay, they're leading residences in my neighborhood, or uh, Fletcher Parkway. So this is the thing. Why did I share this on this podcast? Because, um, because one, it's really happening, and I'm really in my sound booth right now recording this stuff. We have friends sleeping over because their neighborhood is uh, right by where, um, you know, downtown in our in our ter- and there's you know they're burning restaurants and stuff, and so uh, her and her children are here to be safe with us tonight. And I'm uh, up kind of on lookout, to be honest. And uh, there are threats that they're coming around in neighborhoods in our areas, so uh, I'm on full watch and I got an alert. So why do I share this, friend? Because because um, Russell in his book in the first chapter talks about his belief that, or actually it might have even been the introduction by Dean Gracioso, Um, I hope I said that right, but uh, that he believes that marketing is super important and that marketers can change the world or something to that effect. And I truly believe that too. I truly believe that marketers are people that are going to help facilitate the positive change in the world because they're the ones that can bring the right message to the right people. That is really what marketing is, right? Finding that market, uh, the people, what they want, serving those people, bringing to them what they want in the way that they want it, and facilitating that transaction. And so as people who are uh, you know, most of the folks that, that I imagine listen to this show and in my research of, of who listens to this show, um, you know, it's, it's people that feel drawn to share a story or a message or your art, what you do, you know, uh, and how do you do that? How do you really do it? Making a product is one thing. Writing a book is, you know, a thing. Writing songs and making music are things. Uh, doing yoga is, you know, all anything that you could do that you might wanna share with someone. Uh, Maybe teach yoga classes, right? Or you teach music classes or private lessons. I've done both of those for many years, right? Those were things that I had to learn how to market for myself to be able to get students. And I was good at it and I always had ability to find students when i needed them and i had the ability to then find clients when i needed real estate clients and then when i got so for me i learned how to do that and be able to do marketing for whatever i needed at that time and as uh, the market crashed in 2008 i was able to get into a slightly different industry but utilize those same marketing skills and so it saved me time and time again so i'm very passionate about marketing and um And I believe that it can help you too with whatever you're doing. And I believe that if you have a good thing, you need to share it. These things do not just kind of happen on their own, right? You have to put the passion and the the push to get it out there to those people. How do you do that? Who are the people? Where are they? How do you find them? That's where the traffic part comes in. That's where this whole thing comes in with today's episode is these traffic secrets. And so I'm going to be sharing with you in a moment here a uh, chapter from the new book, Russell's new book, Traffic Secrets. I'm super excited to share this with you because it is just so important. It's so important this day and age that we get this word out and help facilitate positive businesses and services and change. And this is uh, I believe really the way to do it like it's under one of the neat things too with the book is it's not just tactics like hey do this thing and you know if you're early on it it's going to work and then it kind of stops working it's things that are more evergreen right these understanding of basic marks marketing principles but in the way that uh, you're going to learn about it's just you'll see just so much more than that right this is at the core of so much of what I feel like we as humans are here to learn and be able to share with one another and help one another. How do we really do that? I believe marketing is it, and that really is traffic, being able to bring people to you, to your message, to your product or service. And so let, uh, without further ado, I'm going to let Russell get into it. Russell, take it away.
1: Traffic Secrets, the underground playbook for filling your websites and funnels with your dream customers by Russell Brunson. Hey, my name is Russell Brunson, and I'm the author of Traffic Secrets, and today I'm going to read to you from the studio. However, before we get started, I want to make a quick informal introduction. I spent the past 15 years mastering the art and the science of getting the right people to come to my websites and my funnels with their credit card in hand. After learning how to do it for my own companies, I created simple frameworks to help entrepreneurs that I have the privilege of serving to get more traffic into their funnels. This book is a compilation of all of these frameworks. I'm a very visual learner, and so for each of these frameworks, I've actually sketched out doodles and put them inside the physical book, as well as screenshot examples and other charts and graphs to help make these concepts simpler to understand. You'll get a lot out of the audiobook even if you don't see the sketches, charts, and graphs, but you'll get even more if you do have them. Because of that, I do recommend reading along with the physical book as you listen to the audiobook. We've also put together a special PDF with all the sketches and examples for our audiobook listeners that you can download for free at trafficseekers.com slash audiopdf. Thanks again for grabbing the audiobook, and I can't wait to help you get more traffic into your funnels. This book is dedicated to the entrepreneurs who I've been called to serve, my funnel hackers. You've made it possible for me to do a work that interests me and that I feel is meaningful and worthwhile. This final book in the Seekers Trilogy was created to help you find more of the people who are waiting to hear your message. If this book helps you to reach even just one more person and change their life with your God-given gifts, then this work will have been a success. Forward by Dean Graciosi $25,000! Did I hear thirty? The voice of the auctioneer was fast, and the suspense built as the bidding got higher and higher. Yes, I said, $30,000 from the black-haired gentleman in the front. Forty. a voice behind me said. $45,000 from the man in the back. Forty-five. dollars I said. $45,000. I couldn't see who was bidding against me, but when the auctioneer finally arrived at $50,000, I decided to stop bidding. To my surprise, so did the person behind me. The auctioneer yelled out, Number 27, you win the bid. I was number 27. I won. I was bidding to name a commercial Virgin Atlantic plane. Yes, I know that may sound pretentious, but it was for a great cause. About 12 years before writing this, I was at one of Richard Branson's charity events. I had met Richard several years earlier when a friend and I raised a lot of money for his charity, Virgin Unite. At this charity event, I decided to go all in. Richard was paying all the bills for the charity, and 100% of the money we donated was going to help those who needed it most. Well, the gentleman three tables behind me had come to the same conclusion, which is why it was going to cost me $50,000 to name a plane. After I won the bid, Richard stood up and proclaimed, Why fight over it, boys? I'll give it to both of you for $50,000. It's all going to charity. The person who walked up on stage with me and who was bidding against me was a young man who looked 10 years younger than he actually was. His name was Russell Brunson. It was the first time I actually met him in person. What a charming guy he was. I didn't really get to know Russell until a few years later, but when I did, I realized that he was one of the most humble, smart, ambitious, energetic, and authentic human beings I'd ever met. What most impressed me was how he talked about helping entrepreneurs to grow fast. He talked about them as if they were his children and with an authentic excitement. That's very rare in our world today. Russell's focus was never on how much money he was going to make or how big his business was going to be. He always looked through the lens of how to help people go faster. He took that energy and passion and co-founded a company called ClickFunnels, which has revolutionized the way people use the internet to turn their ideas into sellable products and services. Russell has truly given people a faster way to make an impact and profit from their ideas. Russell's passion drove ClickFunnels to become one of the fastest growing software as a service SaaS companies of all time, creating massive impact on tens of thousands of lives around the world. The overwhelming success people have gotten from using Russell software and training is unprecedented, but that's not the only reason you need to read this book. The global economy and how we consume products and information has already changed drastically and will continue to evolve. Those who don't have the necessary skills and capabilities to sell their products and services, to market their brick-and-mortar companies, or to create funnels that bring customers to their door will be left behind. I'm not saying that to scare you, but understand I'm not just taking a wild guess. I see it coming, and I have the same passion Russell does. I've been blessed to be in the self-education industry for over 22 years. I'm a multiple New York Times bestselling author and I've been able to start 13 companies that have generated over a billion dollars in sales. These opportunities have positioned me at the edge of this world and I can see the change coming. Is there any worse feeling than being left behind? Russell Brunson's passion for helping you avoid that feeling is why he wrote this book and my shared passion is why I wrote this forward. This book reveals the most cutting edge way to drive eyeballs to your product or service to help people find you. There's a classic movie with Kevin Costner called Fill the Dreams. It's about building a baseball stadium in the middle of nowhere. The movie is great, but it sends a bad message that people will come simply by something being built. Unfortunately, too many people in business have taken the concept literally and decided to run their businesses that way. They think if they build the best product or service, invent the best widget, create the best mastermind, or write the best book, the world would just find it. They think that as long as they have built the best product or service, people will just show up to buy it. The reality is they won't just come. Unless people know that you exist and you give them a compelling reason to come find you, they aren't coming. Without good marketing, your ideas will be just that, good ideas. Imagine looking back when you're 80 years old and feeling like you're just dabbling with 20 great ideas but never really made the impact you desired. It doesn't have to be that way. Russell's expertise is massive and he uses all of it in this book to expose the new way to drive the right people to your product, service, idea, company, mastermind, or book. He's giving you secrets that no one has revealed in this way before, and he does it in a simplistic manner that makes his lessons easy to absorb and understand. He reveals exactly how to drive traffic to your business, your product, or website. This is one of those books that, if consumed and applied properly, could be the game changer for your life. By the time you're done reading this book, you will understand so much more clearly why certain online companies are thriving and why others are struggling. You will understand why the businesses you started in the past didn't get the results you had hoped for. You might also realize that the reason why you're already doing so well and learn how you can do even better. The world has changed, and for those who don't know how to pivot, a life struggle may lie ahead. Or, less dramatic but equally sad, yours could be a life, a purpose, unrealized. A life in which you don't tap into the next level and you never reach your full potential. In this powerful book, Russell Brunson opens his heart and shares the tactics and strategies necessary to make sure that you reach your full potential. Hold on tight and discover what it's like to profit, make an impact, and create a company with momentum that thrives in today's world. Preface, you bring the fire, I'll give you the framework. On September 23rd, 2014, Todd Dickerson, Dylan Jones, and I launched a new software company that we naively believed would change the world. The goal was to create a product that would free all entrepreneurs and give them the ability to get their messages out to the market faster and easier than ever before, so they could change the lives of the customers that they were called to serve. The company we launched was called ClickFunnels. A few short months after we launched ClickFunnels, I released a book that I had been working on for almost a decade. I was a first-time author, and because my book was about sales funnels, something that was extremely exciting to me, but pretty boring to most others, I was nervous about how people would respond to it. That book was called Dotcom Secrets, and little did I know that that book would become the playbook for how people build sales funnels online and was the key to the initial growth of our company. When people understood how they could use funnels to grow their companies, well, they started to use funnels to grow their companies. A few of the core concepts that I first revealed in Dotcom Secrets were the secret of the value ladder and how you can use it to provide more value to your customers and make more money from every customer in the process, how to attract your dream customers that you want to work with and repel the types of customers that you don't want to work with so you only spend time serving the people that you enjoy being around, the exact funnels and sales scripts you can use to convert website and funnel visitors into customers and move them through your value ladder so you can serve them at your highest level, and a whole bunch more. As Garrett J. White told me after reading the book and applying it to his company, I already had the fire, but you gave me the framework I needed to grow. Over the next two years, that book became the underground playbook used by over 100,000 marketers to build their sales funnels online. But as ClickFunnels grew, I started to see a big division between those who were making money with their funnels and those who made funnels but weren't making any money. People had mastered the funnel structures and frameworks because of dot-com seekers, and they could quickly build those funnels inside of ClickFunnels. But some people weren't making any money because they lacked the basic understanding of how to convert their funnel visitors into customers. They didn't understand the fundamentals of persuasion, storytelling, building a tribe, becoming a leader, and communicating with the people who entered into their funnels. And so I began my second book with the goal of helping readers to learn and master the persuasion secrets that are necessary to convert people at each stage of their funnel. While Docom Secrets was the science of funnel building, Expert Secrets became the art behind successful funnels, helping people to move through your funnels and become your dream customers. That brings us to this book, the third and final volume in the trilogy, Traffic Secrets. Traffic is the fuel for every successful business. It is the people who are coming into your funnels. The more people you can get in front of, the bigger impact you and your company can have, which in turn usually creates more money for your company. As we watched members of ClickFunnels growing their companies with funnels, using the structure from dot-com secrets and the persuasion skills they learned from expert secrets, many people were still struggling because they didn't know how to get consistent traffic or people into their funnels. On the flip side, those who were getting traffic from Facebook or Google were nervous that if either of those sources dried up, they could lose their companies overnight. Traffic Secrets approaches traffic from a completely different direction than anyone has ever discussed before, less from the tactical fly-by-night operations and more from the strategic long-term model that will ensure a consistent flow of people into your funnels. The strategies inside this book are evergreen and will never change as long as there are humans on this planet to sell to. Each book in The Secrets trilogy is written as a standalone playbook, but mastering the skills from all three books is essential for your long-term growth of your company. Because of that, each book refers to and ties in important concepts from the others. If you're interested in the most up-to-date information, I invite you to go to marketingsecrets.com to listen in on my podcast, Marketing Secrets. It's published twice a week and covers everything we're learning and discovering in real time. I share new secrets every week for free that build upon the evergreen topics and frameworks that you're mastering in these books. I hope that you can use this trilogy of books to change the lives of the customers you've been called to serve. Everything written in these three books is evergreen and focuses on concepts that have worked yesterday, are working today, and will continue to work tomorrow and forever. Introduction. There's a storm coming. April 27, 2018 was the day that my kids and I looked forward to for a long time. It was the opening night of the movie Avengers Infinity War. I've been a superhero fan ever since the first Iron Man movie came out, but not long enough to know the entire history from the original comic books, so everything that was happening in the movies was a huge surprise to me. This was the 19th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and all of the prior movies had culminated into this epic standoff between Thanos and the Avengers. In the movie, you see Thanos as the ultimate bad guy, but he actually thinks he's doing good. He's concerned that the universe is overpopulated, and he believes that it's his mission to save it. His goal is to gather all the Infinity Stones, put them into his gauntlet like a big glove, and then when he snaps his fingers, restore balance to the universe by killing half of the population. The movie ended, spoiler alert, with a huge cliffhanger after Thanos collected all the Infinity Stones and snapped his fingers. In an instant, half of the people in the universe disappeared. The next day after watching the movie, I was talking to my friend and fellow online marketer, Peng June, about the movie, and he said something that sparked an idea. That idea later became an event, and since has resulted in me writing this book. Talking about the founder of Facebook, Peng June said, Do you ever feel that Mark Zuckerberg is like Thanos, and his whole goal is to wipe out half of the entrepreneurs who are advertising on Facebook? He could literally snap his fingers and half the online entrepreneurs would lose their businesses overnight. That statement quickly got my mind racing back to 2003, the year I bought my very first Google ad. I had just purchased a book from Chris Carpenter called Google Cash. It showed me how easy it was to set up Google ads and drive them to any website you wanted. It was simple arbitrage. I would spend 25 cents to get someone to click on my ad and they would go to my website and I would hopefully make 2 to $3 in sales for each click I received. At first, it seemed too good to be true, but I decided to set up my first ad in Google selling a DVD on how to make potato guns. When someone would search for potato guns or spud guns in Google, my ad would show up. If they click on my ad, charging me 25 cents, they would end up on my website, howtomakeapotatogun.com. A percentage of the people who landed on this page would then buy the DVD, and I became an instant com thousandaire. I wasn't quite a millionaire yet, but if everything kept working the way it was in those early days, I would have been in just a few short months. But then it happened. People called it the Google Slap, but for me it looked like it was the end of my online career. My cost went from $0.25 a click to $3 per click or more. Instantly, half of the online entrepreneurs who were buying ads on Google, including myself, lost their businesses overnight. Most of the people I knew at the time who were making a killing on Google never recovered from the first Google Slap. Most of us were confused about why Google would charge 10 times the price of our ads overnight. Soon, though, after the dust settled, it started to make sense. Google only wanted the big brands, the companies who could spend millions of dollars a month in ads, not the small guys like me who were just spending a few thousand dollars a month. The small entrepreneurs like myself only made up a tiny percentage of their overall revenue, and we were likely the ones who caused 90% or more of their headaches. They didn't care about us. They only cared about the really big advertisers. And what started as the best way for the little guy to have success quickly disappeared when Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the founders of Google, decided to give us small entrepreneurs the slap. In Dotcom Secrets, I shared the way that I saved myself and my tiny little company from this Google Slap was by learning how to use funnels. I changed my little potato gun website into a funnel where I could make more money from each visitor who clicked on my ads. Google's costs didn't go down, so I found a way to pay for those costs. I would spend the $3 per click that Google wanted to charge me, but then I would make $5 to $6 from everyone who came into my funnel. That strategy is outside the context of this book, but I write about it extensively in both Dotcom Secrets and Expert Secrets. After that initial Google slap, the entrepreneurs who survived started looking for other ways to save their companies. Some turned to email marketing, and others turned to paid ads on blogs and websites. But the majority of marketers started getting the bulk of their traffic from Google's free search platform. We all started to learn how to play the game. We'd get ranked really high for the core keywords that we used to pay Google for, and traffic started coming back into our funnels for free. Again, this seemed like it had to be too good to be true. But for years, this was the secret. Then one day, just like before, Google decided it was time to change things up once again. The next few years were known for dozens of new Google slaps that affected people who were ranking high in the free search results. Each morning, we would wake up hoping and praying that we were still ranking for the keywords we'd worked so hard to earn. But we were at Google's mercy. Our future was outside of our own control. Each slap would take out another huge percentage of entrepreneurs. Soon they started giving each of these slaps cute little names like Panda and Penguin and Hummingbird. But each new slap meant that a new group of entrepreneurs had to wake up to the reality that their companies had dried up overnight. They had lost all their traffic, and because traffic equaled customers, they had no business. The decade from the early 2000s to 2010 was a constant fight for most entrepreneurs to stay alive. Then in 2007, the dawn of a new era of online advertising started when Mark Zuckerberg introduced his new Facebook ads platform. Just as Google did when they first opened up their platform, Facebook made it easy and affordable for entrepreneurs to buy ads. The costs were low and arbitrage was simple. Facebook's goal was adoption, to get as many people as possible and as fast as possible to use their ad service, and that's exactly what happened. For people like me, it was like the good old days of Google, where I could spend 25 cents in ads and make $2 to $3 back for each click. Many of the entrepreneurs who I'm now coached started their companies around this time and have leveraged Facebook to grow their companies quickly. But for the marketers who have been around long enough to remember the earlier bloodbaths that Google and other platforms have put us through, the pattern of Facebook has almost identically matched what Google did when it started. Step number one, the adoption. Make the barrier of entry easy to get everyone in and using the platform. Step number two, the price hike. Slowly raise the prices to squeeze out the margins, killing off any entrepreneur who doesn't understand how to use funnels. And step number three, the slap. Kill off the 50% of advertisers who cause 90% of their headaches. If you spend less than $1 million per month on ads, you're considered a small advertiser. You only make up a tiny percentage of their revenue, yet you're 100 times harder to support than a big brand who cares a lot less about ROI and more about just seeing their brand everywhere. That day after the movie, Payne Jr. and I joked that instead of a Google slap, we're going to see a Zuckerberg Thanos, we've now nicknamed him Zenos, snap, where 50% of all entrepreneurs' businesses would disappear overnight. If you rely 100% on Facebook for your traffic, then this is your warning that a storm is coming. You should implement everything you read in this book so that you can protect your company and thrive during that storm. On the other hand, if the Zeno snap has already happened and you woke up one morning to a dead or quickly dying business, then this book is your answer on how to save your company and get it to thrive again. Over the past decade and a half that I've been playing this game, I've survived and even thrived during dozens of Google slaps, the death of email marketing, algorithm changes, the rise and fall of tons of social media networks, and the fragmentation of online media. The question begs to be asked, why did we survive when so many other companies have failed? Two reasons we survived when others failed. First, we understand how to use funnels. With funnels, we can make five to ten times as much money for each visitor who clicks on our ads. So we survive and thrive when costs go up. Second, we have mastered the strategy, not just the tactics, behind getting traffic. And these strategies work on all advertising platforms in the past, the present, and the future. If you master these strategies, then no slap or snap can affect the lifeblood of your company. There will be another storm soon, just like there was with Google. It's happened time and time again, and we know that the greatest predictor of the future is the past. This storm is headed our way, and thousands of entrepreneurs are unaware. I feel like I have a moral responsibility to 100,000-plus members of our ClickFunnels community and to the million-plus entrepreneurs who follow me and to anyone else who will listen to prepare them for this storm. Those who master these strategies will absorb the traffic, customers, and sales of those who are not prepared. Master these principles, and you and your company will thrive. An evergreen book about the fastest changing topic of all time? My biggest fear when I decided to take on writing this book was figuring out how to create a book about traffic that was evergreen. After all, how do you teach concepts that will last forever on a topic that changes almost daily? Every book that I've read about traffic in the past 10 years has focused on trendy tactics, which usually become irrelevant within months of being published. Oftentimes they become obsolete before they even get to print. The tactics behind how to get somebody to click on an ad and come to your website literally changes daily. In fact, I know people whose full-time jobs are solely dedicated to keeping up to speed with the changes that Facebook makes to its algorithms and ads manager. If I were to try to give you the latest tactic or hack that works today, by the time you read this paragraph, it'll likely be wildly out of date. How many of us would have known five or six years ago that Instagram would be the powerhouse it is today? Who could have foreseen that messenger bots would be a really cool thing and then be almost dead in the water for a few months because of Facebook's legal troubles and then shortly thereafter come back to life? What social platforms and technologies are still waiting to be discovered that we haven't even yet conceived? I then started thinking about the wake of the dead businesses I've seen in the past 15 years. So many entrepreneurs found temporary success because they figured out one way to get traffic, or they mastered one tactic, for example, Google Ads or SEO. But then in one quick slap, they lost everything. I started thinking about why I've been able to not just survive during each of the slaps, but actually thrive. The more I thought about why we've done so well, despite the constant changes, the more I realized I didn't learn traffic the way that most other entrepreneurs learn traffic. Normally, most people learn how to get traffic in the following manner. A new website will become popular and quickly grow a big user base where entrepreneurs will see an opportunity where they can buy or earn traffic on this new platform. Whoops, sorry to cut you off there, Russell, but we're out of time for today. Tune in to the next
0: show, and that way you can catch the rest of this exciting episode.